Hey everyone, Tim O'Donnell here. You're listening to The Greg Bennett Show. Any questions? It's been a while since you've seen me out on the race course. A lot of people are starting to wonder where I've been at. Uh, my last race was Challenge Miami in March. And I've been a little bit of a ghost, a little bit on the sideline since. Well, it turns out I actually had a heart attack during the race at Challenge Miami. Tim T.O. O'Donnell. The likes of, of Tim O'Donnell, you can see him there. I do think Tim's in a bit of a rough patch. Likes of Ricky Carfrey. This is going to want this gap when I get it. Sing some of the pain. Thought of him not having a dad. Welcome to the Greg Bennett Show presented by Any Question. I'm your host, Greg Bennett, and I've just concluded a really fun conversation with a longtime friend and legendary Ironman athlete, Timothy O'Donnell. For those of you that don't know, T.O., Timothy O'Donnell, came back from having a near-fatal heart attack about 18 months ago uh, while he was racing in Miami. And then he just came back this year. All of us were wondering if he'd ever come back to racing, but he did. Uh, In this episode, we really go through and we look at his races that he's done in 2022. And this conversation I've just had with Tio was recorded uh, 12 days out from Kona. It's uploading today, which is uh, five days out from Kona. And he's going to Kona Ironman World Championships again after his brilliant performance in the last Kona Ironman World Championships in 2019, where he was second and first American under eight hours and uh, had an outstanding performance there. So in this episode, we really just talk about his mental and emotional state, what it's been like to be coming back and uh, how he's been able to get on top of it mentally. Um, We also discuss his physical performances and uh, how his trainings changed. We discuss some of his nutrition and him now working with Delta G ketones and and how they've benefited his, um, largely his cognitive clarity and his focus, which has been really fantastic for him. And then we conclude the episode really discussing the Kona Ironman race, uh, the women's race, and potentially what's going to happen in the men's race without going into too much detail. But it is a fun episode. I was really keen to catch up with Tio, knowing that he was coming to Kona Ironman World Championships, which is just quite a feat in itself that he was able to get himself qualify and get himself back there. Um, So just a really wonderful episode. I want to thank you all again for listening. My super fans and and fans, all of you have just been so supportive for so many years um, and the show just continues to grow and I really do appreciate you all. I will also say, as I like to remind you to go check out Any Question, you can actually, uh, T.O., Timothy O'Donnell is on the Any Question platform. Uh, He's already answered loads of questions on there, but please go there and ask him more questions. So you can go to uh, anyquestion.com forward slash T.O. in try is his handle and you can go on the app and ask him questions or you can just go to any question on iOS or Android that's one word any question and um, you can download it there and then you can go on and ask T.O. questions there so you know we, we cover a lot in this one but I'm sure you've got some follow-up questions I hope you enjoy this one as much as I did and remember success comes to those who endure just one moment longer
All right. Today, I am joined by one of triathlon's greatest Ironman athletes, one of only four and the only American to go under eight hours at the Kona Ironman World Championships. But more than that, he's the man who at the ripe age of 40 had a near-fatal heart attack on the Miami Speedway race course in March of 2021 and still finished the race in 11th. And just over a year later, he was back racing and not only racing, he was on the podiums at both Ironmans and 70.3s and now has his eyes set on another Kona Ironman World Championships where he's been on the podium several times. And in fact, the last time he raced in 2019, the last race he did and the last race that happened for Kona, he was second and went a sub eight. So listen, he's one of the best men I know. It's a privilege and honor to just to have him sit and chat with me again. We're only a week or so away from the the Ironman World Champ. So welcome and thanks for joining me on the Greg Bennett Show. Timothy O'Donnell, how are you, mate? Hey, GB. It's great to hear your voice, man. It's been too long. It's been too long. And uh, where are you now? What are you up to right now? I am actually in um, Lawrence, Kansas, of all places, which is where I've done my uh, pre-Kona training camp the last, uh, this will be my third Kona doing this. So 18, 19, and now this year. Without the kids. Oh my gosh. It's so easy to train. <laughs> <laughs> we were just I, talking about that pre-recording. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I used to wonder like, what did, like, what did you do when you didn't have kids all day? Like, how did you, how did you, and that, now I know all you did was recover. You actually recovered so you could train better the next day. <laughs> I can't believe it. So Rinny's home with the kids. You've been given a freedom to have two and a half weeks in Kansas, but this is what you do each year. Like you said, you have this, you have this time. It's a little bit of really just focused time for you time almost. Um, you were doing it even before you had kids, but now without the kids, it must be, it must be a really different feeling to be doing it without the kids. <laughs> I can't know. I, it I, is, I, you know, I obviously miss them, but, um, you know, what, even, you know, when you're with the kids at home, you can get all the training and you get all the training and you don't recover as well. Mm. And you definitely don't mentally prepare as well. You, you, yeah. you lose track of all the little details that if you really want to try to win a world championship, you need to be paying attention to. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, I think just being out here only, you know, it's only two and a half weeks, but having this time to, uh, really focus on the small stuff and, um, uh, you know, get my head in that, that race mindset mm. it's 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 super important who's out there with you have you got a squad or debo julie we do Dibbins, yeah, coach, with, yeah 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 obviously uh coach julie Dibbins, um and then uh cycling coach matt Poshel came out from the uk awesome oh. to have him here yeah. uh matt hansen uh justin metzler and then uh laura sidall and um uh, Lauren Brandon. Oh wow, you got a nice crew so. out there. That's a great. Yeah, crew. got a good little group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had Matt on the on the podcast only a month or two back, and uh, you know, before that, I had no idea that he was a professor and everything else, and has a huge coaching business, and and he's still a remarkable athlete himself. How, how, how does he look on your radar for coming up for Kona? Is he in Kona? I assume he is. He is. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I mean, he won the North American Championship That's right. for like the fourth time or uh, something, wasn't it? Yeah, he's yeah. always always amazing. Um, I'm just waiting for him. I see him train, and honestly, I don't think anybody can train like Matt Hansen trains. And I say that knowing what some of the other guys are doing. Like, he is an absolute animal, uh, and I'm just waiting for him to uh, get it get it uh, all right on the uh, on the big stage in Hawaii. Well, mate, you, you, you are the man that knows Hawaii. I mean, we've gone through this on this show so many times, but, you know, you've got seconds, thirds, fourths, fifths, sixths, seventh. You, you, you turn up and you deliver, and it's, yeah, it, there's the occasional one where you pop out. But I don't know in terms of experience – 
and the ability for top tens, if there's anybody there that's matching you. And I can imagine is someone like a Matt Hansen just going, picking your brains at this point, I would be. <laughs> yeah, de- definitely. I'm always, uh, I'm always willing to share uh, my experience, but you know what I learned with, you know, obviously Rini being a three-time Ironman world championship yeah, yeah. Uh, winner for the, for your listeners um, who are uh, Marinda Carfrey, my wife, uh, AKA Rini, you learn so much from watching one of the greatest work, uh, mm-hmm. but you also still have to realize, Hey, everybody's path is different. So mm-hmm. I think the important thing is, and it took me a little while to learn this, the same thing with training with Craig Alexander, um, three-time Ironman world champion, yeah. you have to take everything, I guess, somewhat with a grain of salt. Uh, you listen, you keep your ears open, but you got to make sure you're still implementing in a fashion and a style that's right for you as an athlete. What a great answer. You really have matured. I love that. It's like, uh, <laughs> I remember you and I, you know, we'd go, <laughs> what year did we do Kona all together? 2012. And like you mentioned, Craig Alexander had won it three times and those long runs and long bikes we all did together. And I felt like you and I were just picking away at Crowey's brain and like, we all ended up screwing ourselves in 2012. Do you remember that? We just all over trained yep, and we were yep. all pathetic. <laughs> I remember actually one of the long runs we did in, uh, and Crowey thought he, he thought the, the, the run was short or longer than it was. Right. Yeah. Cause he never had, he never ran with GPS. Yeah. And, and we broke it to him. And I think, I think that crushed him because you, you saw this while we're running, you saw this realization, like all these years that I, I have not been running. No, his 30, K, his 30, K, his 30 K run was only 23 or something. We're like, yeah, right. <laughs> No, you're not holding four minute K's, mate. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> mate, well, well I, lo- I love that we're doing this show again because you have to come on a couple of times. And honestly, I would, I re- would record with you every week just because I enjoy our conversation so much. But <laughs> I feel like this, this podcast has been some degree just following your journey. And, and, and I think of our first episode we did, which we actually recorded before I launched the show. So we recorded right after your, your second place, um, in Ironman Kona in, at the end of 2019. And you know, that, that was just like a monumental event. Then I remember I was commentating the Miami race and, you know, we, we shared, we talked about your near fatal heart attack with the, the type of heart attack you had was a, a termed as the widow maker. I mean, it's legit. And the fact that you live through it, I think, I think you said it was like a 10% chance that people live through those things. And that's what we really discussed on the second episode that we've done. Now we're talking about your coming back to life and (laughs) you reborn. And I can't help but feel you're scripting a Hollywood story here. And (laughs) it's like, (laughs) is this the movie you're trying to create? And like any great Hollywood film, I'm so excited about the ending. <laughs> and so yes. I wanted to talk to you before, you know, the world champs are next week. I'm kind of like, that'd be a nice little bow tie, you know, bow for this, not bow tie, yeah, bow yeah. for this whole um, story, well, I, mate. I think it'd be great too, Greg. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nice little tidy package to wrap it all up. Yeah, well, we won't we won't go. We, that last episode was a bit of a it was emotional. It was some tears shed there, so we'll try to keep this one. Uh, a yeah, little, that uh, one was real. I mean, and, and I really appreciate. It. And the beauty of that one, we were able to sit together. You know, since since then, I've I've moved to Florida, and 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 so we're, we're doing this one, you know, separately. But I can't, I kind of that was an important message to share. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that have hard arrhythmias or have certain heart things going on. And I think a lot of people also know you 
and respect you and, and, and think that it's just an incredible story. And I think that was really important to get it out there to them, just what you'd been through and that it was safe for you to get back into training. That's really what we were talking about at that time. You'd just been given the all clear and, and here you are just, a, well, basically a year later since we, we did that episode. Yeah, it's, um, I mean, I, I agree. It was one of the silver linings of all that happened was that I, you know, was able to uh, positively impact some people's lives. And I get, I, I mean, honestly, I get emails every week of people, you know, sharing their stories, uh, some, wow. you know, experience what I've experienced, others preventing what I've experienced because mm-hmm. they were able to, um, you know, be a little bit more aware after following my story, which is, uh, you know, so, um, you know, so humbling to know that, you know, through my journey, I, I've been able to help others. Yeah. But I tell you what, honestly, Greg, the, the mental side of this on the comeback has been really the hardest part. Uh, you know, training, it was just a matter of, okay, you're not, you're kind of out of shape because you haven't really been training properly for a year mm-hmm. uh, and you need it. And you're, you know, you're turning 42. So, you know, getting back in shape is a little harder, yeah. uh, but that wasn't the biggest hurdle. It was really just trying to get my mind in a space where I could focus on racing and without limitation and, mm-hmm. and even subconsciously be willing to just let it all out and, and be free in, in the racing. And that just came in the last couple of months, honestly, you know, it took me getting through Chattanooga. My first 70.3 back was mm-hmm. the only goal there was just to finish the race. And you had a great race. Fastest bike split and you outperform Eric Lagerstrom and Ben Canute. I mean, with a one fifteen <laughs> run, I mean, it was like, it wasn't, it wasn't it was, terrible. It was, solid. it was solid. It was solid. But like, you know, the swim was, I was full of trepidation on that yeah, swim. Yeah. You know, that's something I had to overcome. And then Des Moines, when I crossed the finish line in Des Moines, there was just an Ironman, by the huge way, huge yeah, yeah, yeah. Ironman one. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. My fr- I had been my first Ironman in what, two and a half years. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the come down from that, just that sigh of relief just knowing, okay, hey, I can do an Ironman. (laughs) Were were you doing (laughs) um, lots of testing in between or anything? Like apart from doing the races and building your mental confidence back up, were you doing anything else? Were you talking to people? What kind of feedback were you getting? Uh, Yeah, on the medical side of it, uh, feedback was was pretty straightforward. Um, You know, I had no, I had no one on the, you know, on my little personal team telling me to hold back or anything like that. I did bring in a sports psychologist for that build up back to Des Moines too, just to try to kind of help me with that headspace, which I think was really important. Good on you. Yeah. And, uh, and, and he, uh, particularly like with my swimming, because when I was having all that, that heart issues and that, you know, restricted blood flow, I, I really had a lot of trouble swimming and I couldn't breathe, almost had some panic attacks and mm. I almost altered the whole way I breathe. And like, you know, my rhythm with my diaphragm and my breathing, everything was just, out of whack. And, uh, one of the great things that, you know, we chatted about was just trust. Hey, you know, Mm. you need to trust in who you are and and what you've done and what you can do and just turn and, you know, forget about, get out of thinking mode and get into trust mode, you know? And, and that really helped me with Des Moines. I, you know, I had a great swim let out of the water in Des Moines. So, uh, you know, I'm hoping I'm on the right track with that for sure. Um, leading into Kona, you know, after Des Moines, I actually had some, I, it was, the recovery was really hard, Greg. And Mm. I don't know if that was, I just really wasn't in the fitness I needed to do to, to race at the level I raced at. And I absolutely, I mean, I raced, I went for the win. I absolutely shattered six, <laughs> six miles, seven miles left in the run, uh, which isn't too, I mean, you know, for me, I'm never the fittest guy in, in an early season, but you know, coming off, it took me four or five weeks 
yeah. uh, to really properly recover. I got sick. I actually started having some kind of some, some palpitations and I got really nervous. And that's when we did some more extensive follow-up testing. Learned I did have a little bit of a um, abnormal rhythm um, due to kind of an intellectual uh, electrolyte imbalance, mm-hmm. which was such a small percentage of the time that um, no one ever was like, yeah, this is like actually quite normal. Um, you know, don't worry about it. And then we did this new scan. Uh, it's called this Clearly scan. What's it called? Sorry, can you repeat that? Yeah, it's called the Clearly scan. And it's the only, it's new technology. It's the only scan that can show soft plaque in your arteries. Normally you'd have to go in and mm. go into the heart to see that. And it showed me everything and everything was looking awesome. And I sent it to Dr. Aaron Bagish. Uh, and he's like, yeah, this is amazing. Like you should feel really good right now. And after I did that, I did the Holter monitoring where we, you know, found out that I didn't have tachycardia or some other complication from the heart attack. It wasn't until then that I was like, all right, let's like clear your mind. Like, let's just do it, baby. Let's go for it. I love it. I mean, (laughs) there's so much in what you just said there. I don't know where to start. Well, first and (laughs) foremost, I love that you went and got a sports psych and just somebody to be able to share that with, because I'm sure, and this is where it also, you know, you've often lent on Rini and I've often lent on my wife, Laura, but now with two kids in the family and everything else, I think it's almost important to get a professional as well to really just help you get your head in the right space, you know? Mm. Um, so kudos on doing that, but also Des Moines Ironman. I love that you went for the win. First Ironman in two and a half years. You've <laughs> basically, <laughs> you've done 170.3 and, and it's kind of like you turn up, you lead the swim, you do, you do a, um, a 412 bike. That's right. Four hours, 12. Yeah. And then, like you said, you blew with the last six miles, so 10K to go, and you still went a 301 marathon. I mean, and finished third, by the way. I just, <laughs> I, I look at that and, and, and think, if that's kind of an average to bad day, <laughs> it's pretty awesome. <laughs> you, know? Um, you know, the funny, the funny thing is, Greg, in 2019, my performance at Ironman Boulder was almost exactly the same. Matt Hansen beat me there. He got first. I ended up third. Got my right. Kona slot. I end up, you know, struggling on the run. That's uh, right. So I kind of, I kind of got a chuckle. I'm like, well, I guess I'm, I'm sort of where I was. Uh, well, all we need now is for you to to break your foot. <laughs> I think, knock on wood. I think we're a little too close to come back from that one. <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm sorry for people that haven't listened to this. So before 2019 and your outstanding performance at, at the World Champs in Kona, you, um, I think it was at the Santa Cruz 70.3, which wasn't it, or just about, and and I think you was it your fifth metatarsal or. It was my fifth man. Yeah, which I had broken the year before and hadn't healed properly. Uh, okay. Which was crazy. It was almost just being held together by... Um, but you didn't think you were going to race that race and you were doing a lot of like water running and ultra G. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't run uh, outside until like 10 days before Kona. Like wow. Right before I left Lawrence training camp, I went for a run. Wow. And uh, yeah, I remember hitting... When I hit the ground in 2019 in Kona coming off the bike, I'm like, okay, well, let's see what the foot can do. <laughs> see, it's not unusual for you for you to go into events going, well, let's see if the foot will hang in there. Let's see if the heart yeah. will hang in there. It's like all, it's all part. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like an ultimate distraction for you from, from everything else. It's like your singular well, focus. I thought the broken foot put everything in perspective in 19, but, you know, the heart attack yeah. and, you know, coming close to death put definitely put it in perspective and, like how cool is it that I'm still, you know, after all that, I still have a 
the opportunity to go to a world championship and the opportunity to train and get in shape. It's insane. And, you know, I don't know if this will be my last world championship build ever, but you just get goosebumps. You're out there on these key sessions and just these epic sessions with your coaches and your, and your buddies. And you're like, like, this is such an amazing journey. And, uh, I mean, yeah, my, my, uh, second coach, Matt was sit- sitting on my wheel for some of our efforts on our last bike run. And he's just like, I got goosebumps, mate. You know, he's just <laughs> he was so happy to be another. And Kenny, our, you know, our camera guy who, um, you know, one of the best guys in the world, he actually took me to the hospital and mm-hmm. stayed with me in mm-hmm. hospital, Miami. He's out there. And like, we're talking about it afterwards. He's almost in tears. Like, so for all of us to be on this journey together mm. and, and still be at this point, despite what's happened over the last year and a half, uh, I mean, you just have to be grateful. I love that, mate. I, I, there's all of us are sharing this journey with you, by the way, all your mates, everybody. And it's just to see you back. I mean, this year when you, like you said, Chattanooga and you came sixth, it was like, that was, that was massive. That was like the greatest sixth place ever. And I know you were kind of like, oh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> it wasn't. It was like for the rest of us, we're like, all right, here we go, you know? And then to go do your Des Moines Ironman and now to be in an, another training, and we, and we skipped over, by the way, you're getting second at Santa Cruz, um, you know, only a couple of weeks ago at the 70.3 there. And, and then now you've got your team with you in Lawrence. It's like, here you are again. And I love that you're coming from this, you know, I'm incredibly grateful because I get to have another opportunity. That's so awesome. Yeah. It really yeah, is cool. Absolutely. Now I got to, I can't, I can't lie, Greg, when I blew up in Des Moines, you know, my, I was more like, you know, I was kind of like, uh, this is really hard. (laughs) Like, I don't like, I don't even, and I had, I had 14 minutes when I blew up, I had 14 minutes on fourth place. Yeah. Uh, And all I needed to do was, you know, get, I, you know, I just basically had to get third or fourth to get a Kona slot. And I was like, I don't know, maybe I'll just, should I just drop out? Like, I don't even know if, do I want to do another Ironman? If I get a spot, <laughs> this I, have to go, I have to, I have to do another Ironman if I get this spot. And, uh, it was just this amazing, incredibly amazing internal struggle. Mm. And I mm. saw Kenny of all people standing on the side of the road. And I said to Kenny, I'm like, I'm like, I can't do it. I'm, I'm done. And I, I was thinking of actually just, just stopping. I'm like, I've had a great, in my mind, I'm like, I had a great career, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like, You'd be proud of everything you've done. And he's like, he's like, Hey, T.O., this is a spot in Ironman where everybody starts questioning themselves. You know, everybody starts to struggle. So just keep going. Yeah. And I, I'm like, all right, actually, Kenny's right. You know, this is just a hard <laughs> spot for everybody. So I, I'm like, all right, well, I'll start jogging and then I'll walk the aid stations. And then I started running again and just walking the aid stations and, and pulled it back together and, you know, hung on to the podium. It's brutal. It is. When, when, when you consider putting options out, in your head. It's almost like you need to run through those options out before you even start and go, look, these are the things that I'm going to go to at mile, you know, 20 in the marathon. So let's decide now that they're not options. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. You, you make it like you, you take the debate out of it, right? There is no discussion because yeah. it's not an option. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I had that same thing happen in Ironman Boulder in 19. Uh, and I, I made, you know, made it not an option when I saw my daughter, Izzy. That's right. <laughs> of course you start to question that because then you go to Miami the, what a year, a little over a year later. And <laughs> it, it should have been an option. Pulling out should have been an option when you're having a heart attack. So now I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, there are some options. 
<laughs> I know, but this is the, uh, you know, I think we talked about last episode where, where you know, the, the mental side of understanding these kind of, when is it, when it is a heart attack and when is it just, I'm absolutely fatigued. Yeah. And it's like, y- you need to have as much clarity going into the race as possible, you know, to yeah. kind of feel like you've, you know, looked under every rock and, yeah. and every yeah. scenario as much as possible. So you can have an answer for, okay, what is being stupid <laughs> and what is right. being, you know, weak or whatever. And it's like, yeah, I don't know. It's a, uh, are you still working, you know, on the psychology side of it? What are you doing for, for Kona with that? Or you've got the tools now? Uh, yeah, I think I've, I've got the tools. We've done some, uh, we have some, um, kind of like training stuff that, you know, mental, mm-hmm. just a visualization or meditation, whatever you want to call it. But honestly, Greg, I think that experience we just talked about in Des Moines, I'm so glad it happened. Mm. If, if that hadn't happened, I would have, I would have, you know, just, I think been unprepared for Kona because it's going to happen. Like it's coming up in Kona at some point. So if I had this, if I had had this magical experience where nothing went wrong and I didn't have that uh, internal struggle and adversity, it would have kicked, you know, it would come at me. Kona would have doubled down on it, right? Kona would have doubled down. (laughs) Okay. But it was, it was a reminder. It's like, Holy, holy crap. Iron Man, this is really tough. Like you need to be prepared. I I wasn't mentally prepared. Mm. Um, so I'm grateful that I had that kind of kick in the pants to, to remind me of, of, Hey, Iron Man racing is hard. It is really hard and you better be ready Mm. physically and mentally. No, mate, that's awesome. How, how, you you know, we talk about your, your mental and emotional state kind of thing. What about, did your physical training have to adjust terribly much this last 18 months? You know, some of the sessions I've hit this last eight week block have been on par, some better than I've done in the past. I do feel like my top end isn't quite as good. I feel more efficient than ever running and biking, mm-hmm. which is obviously important for an Ironman. The top end, it's it's a little harder for me to hit, and recovery is is a little harder. That's as and much I don't age. Know I think that's age. Yeah, I know I, exactly. You, turn, you turned forty two on, age, uh, on right? Saturday, right? October first. You turn your it's your birthday, right? Yeah, forty two. Yeah, there's, there's a little bit of that that just starts to say hello. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just and it's just the top end stuff. I felt like my strength and everything else, and like you talk about your efficiency, just keeps improving. But I did find around that. 42, my 10K time just slipped just enough where yeah, it was like, yeah. you're good, now you suck. <laughs> it's like, oh. <laughs> and, and I, but for Ironman, I think you've got, it's, it's, you, it's not about that top end as much as it is just staying efficient and it's almost a blessing to not have that yeah. top end to put yourself in a hole. Yeah, and I remember uh, seeing you in some Ironmans, Brother, you, uh, you you still had that top end, and it didn't it didn't help you. Yeah. <laughs> I was forty. I saw the I saw the front of the racing cone, and I'm like, "Yep, I got this." What are you guys all doing? And then about thirty miles later, I was like, "Oh man, <laughs> this is going to make for a long day." Oh dear. <laughs> and then getting off the bike, going, "Yeah, I can still run back in the top five and running, you know, the first ten miles in fifty eight minutes or whatever." And then like, eh. <laughs> then the next 16 <laughs> miles took two and a half hours. <laughs> anyway, enough about me. So, you know, in terms of everything else you're doing in prep, uh, nutrition, 
you know, have, have you had, you, you've always been pretty conscious of that. You know, you were gluten-free before it was trendy. You, you've always been, you know, you've, you've had great sponsors that you've worked with. Um, how has that sort of changed? You're always trying to evolve as an athlete and mm. bring in new things or, or learn, um, learn new things that you can try to incorporate. And sometimes the old stuff works too, right? So it's kind of finding that balance and uh, I had played around with ketones in 2019 mm. um, before the Ironman World Championship and, you know, started working with Delta G ketones, um, mm. which for those who don't know, you know, it's, um, I would call it a supplement, but ketones are like the breakdown of like the quickest thing that the, the brain can, can use as energy. So in terms of uh, cognitive ability, especially when you're out there for an eight hour race, it's, Mm. Uh, it's been really great to help me kind of it's huge for stay, you stay on task. <laughs> it's huge for you. <laughs> I've seen you wander off. We've been uh, you, you're, yes. you're out with the pixies on a long ride, mate. <laughs> and I'm like, Tio, come back. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> it is true. And I do think I like, I think I don't like, I do think I have sometimes like a little like, uh, like attention, uh, you know, problems, you know, focus problems. And and so it takes a lot of energy when you're Mm. trying to stay in that flow state for eight hours. Um, But yeah, for me, you know, bringing in ketone ester has been, been massive. Yeah. Yeah. So that's been the big thing you've felt, you know, the cognitive clarity and the focus is, do you, do you notice anything else with ketone? I've never experimented with them. I've done a fair bit of reading. um, And I know that Delta G is kind of like, the ketone you meant to take, um, they were providing, I think they actually provided to a number of other companies out there until the patents wore off or something I was reading earlier, but they really are the go-to company. Have you noticed anything when it comes to energy, like finding more steady state energy and the way your body, you know, works or is it just kind of the cognitive clarity is the biggest thing you've no, felt? No, it, it's massive for your energy systems as well you know, not only can it help you incorporate burning fat while you're out there for an endurance event, which is, you know, obviously key, but it actually helps you use glucose that you do consume, um, more efficiently. So, I mean, there's all these benefits, particularly for endurance. And I've been experimenting with dosage and timing and got a, you know, a ketone monitor. So you can kind of see your ketone levels and when they drop and, and you know how you try to manage that during training or racing and it's it's yeah been it's been super benefit uh beneficial for me yeah i I, i'm really curious is ketones okay does it work for say like a a washed up 50 year old athlete that just works out for like 45 minutes in the morning i mean do you use it (laughs) (laughs) just 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 i'm putting it out there would normal people use it for anything else or is it really kind of something you use for oh yeah it's great for uh i'd say metabolic efficiency and um, so weight loss and yeah all right and they're they're really finding recovery too there's um you know using ketones after a training session yeah uh, can can really help with uh, recovery as well, which they're now putting a lot of, um, uh, attention in with research and, you know, anything that you can do to kind of stabilize your, um, your metabolism during the day is huge. And even like, you know, uh, take putting a little bit in your coffee in the morning, just a couple grams in your coffee in the uh, morning. Yeah. Uh, not only have they found that it helps activate caffeine. So you get that little, get a little extra boost from that coffee, but, uh, yeah, it can help kind of, um, I'd love to explore it. I'd love to explore it. 
Have you, uh, you being, are you sponsored by them? Do you, do you have like anything you can share with us on the podcast for any of us that might be interested in using it? Do you have like a discounts or anything or we can add to yeah, it? Yeah, actually, if you just head to deltagketones.com right now, they do have um, 10% off and a free live consult with uh, their team. So they'll actually walk you through All right. um, how you can most efficiently use it. And if you're going to be in Hawaii with me next week, um, you can pre-order and get it, uh, pick it up in Hawaii. Uh, they, the team will be out there with me um, so should, you know, helping it, athletes perform. If, if somebody's getting ready for Hawaii, should they consider using it or you think it, like, it's a noticeable difference and, and would it affect their performance? You know, like we say, you should probably train a little bit <laughs> before you De- race. Definitely, yeah. yeah. I, would, I would highly recommend, you know, anything and no matter what it is, yeah. <laughs> incorporating it into your training beforehand. Um, one year, one year, uh, Rini and I decided to do instead of Coke on the run Mountain Dew for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> and we're like, we both finished the race. We did fine. You know, it was all right. I think she won actually. Still. <laughs> <laughs> but we're like, why did we do that? We never, we never do Mountain Dew on the run. What were we thinking? Yeah, but yeah, this is my theory. It's like a training day is never a race. It's like mm-hmm. nothing compares to a race. And so even if you've been drinking Coke all in your training, it still might screw with you in racing. Do you know what I mean? And it's like there's nothing that compares to racing. So I almost think maybe we do overthink it. Maybe you and Rini were right. Just wing it and see what happens. Okay, guys, don't listen to me. This is not coaching. I'm just throwing out ideas. Um, <laughs> it's a hypothesis. It's a, it's a hypothesis. It's a working, it's a working hypothesis. And, and knowing me, if I was turning up to Kona to race – and there you are in your booth. And you, hey, GB, GB, come over here. This is the Delta G ketones, mate. Give it a go. I would race on it. <laughs> I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying I'm right, but that's probably what I would do. Um, anyway, that's a hypothesis. <laughs> I did well, want to. Uh, you're, you're absolutely right that you can. Like races are always. Yeah. It's it's just a stress that you you can never really recreate in training. I yeah. mean, even you know the build up the. Yeah, everything you put on yourself, mentally, emotionally, travel, all that stuff, you can't replicate. You but, can't um, replicate. No. Hey, you try. You got to try to be a good student, right? You do. You try. And you try. set yourself up, up as best as you can. Yeah. Hey, earlier on, you mentioned uh, Aaron Baggish, uh, yeah. your sports cardiologist, and um, had to tell you, we've become good mates. He's actually- uh, uh, He told me that, yeah. yeah. He's uh, working with you guys, right? Yeah, yeah. And it was- uh, it wasn't even like through you. It was kind of interesting. We, you'd spoken about Aaron Baggish in our last podcast and then, um, you know, he, yeah, he's been involved in, in helping us build the healthcare channel on any questions. So I got to know him pretty well. And, um, you know, we don't get to talk about you because of the whole, you know, not allowed to talk about patients or anything, but <laughs> I, I do say just look after my boy. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. And so, and I'm, I'm glad that he's, he's been um, checking in on you. Is he going to turn up to Kona or anything? Do you know? Uh, he actually just moved to Switzerland. So he normally does come out for the medical conference, the okay. sports medicine conference. But um, yeah. we're actually, uh, he's uh, working with me. We're doing a little presentation with Hoka at the medical conference. So I think they're recording some stuff with him. Oh, very cool. Built in air at the conference. Very cool. Well, he's a good man. But so. yeah, I mean, it's awesome. Like, you know, we all want to be the best of what we do and, you know, to have, uh, you know, someone like, uh, him who is, you know, the best of what he does yeah. be so generous with their time. It's, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. That is so cool. That is on your team. So let's shift gear a little bit, mate. Um, Kona, 
Coming up, um, let's talk about the women's race because then it's less about you. <laughs> but we will touch on the men's race in a moment without putting too much pressure on you. The women, this is the first time ever they're going to have their own race on the Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure how the age groupers work. I, I had Rob Burrell on the show who's going to come out next week and he was saying that he um, races the same day as the women. So I don't know how much the age group race is going to impact the women's race, but how do you think just them having their own day will affect their race? Yeah, it's going to be super interesting. I do think, you know, some of the women get caught up in the guys on the bike, so mm. it's definitely going to maybe clear that up a little bit. It'll be interesting to see if some of the normal contenders aren't where they, you know, don't end up where they normally are because of that or not. Mm. I don't know. Um, I think it's great to have such a focus on just the women on one day for sure. Logistically, I, it's going to be crazy, I think, for the island to deal with. Uh, oh, man. Yeah. I think 54. So the most I've ever had is 2,500 athletes on a one day event. Now they have 2,700 on both days. So they'll have, what, 5,400 athletes? what so i hope the volunteers are ready because it's it's a hard day i don't know if they'll switch them through or they'll you know how that works but um that's two long days and yeah from what i've seen on the big island there the the locals will put up with it to some degree but they're also a little bit give us our island back um (laughs) yes we'll 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 soon find out if we were pushing the envelope too much or not yeah but i mean looking at the women's field i don't know if you've had any chance to look at it i mean you're training with 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 laura sadell and um and a couple of others you mentioned and give me give me your your podium or top five even tell me about uh daniella i i can't i just feel like when she won saint george early in the year just like she just like the light switch flip flip back on and she's like all right ladies hmm. you want another one of these titles you're gonna have to pry it out of my hands yeah so uh unfortunately cat matthews uh just got in a uh she was hit by a car oh uh, no a day or two ago so i don't know if she'll be able to start i think she had some fractured vertebrae whoa she, she's uh, training down in texas isn't she with uh, she was down in Woodlands, Texas. Yeah. yeah, she was training with Patrick Lang. I just had Patrick on the show, actually. It was a lovely conversation. But um, he was saying that he was training with Kat. Oh, that's awful. I yeah. didn't realize. And Yeah, so I think Lucy Charles Barkley will be up there on the podium. Mm. And then third, the third one, uh, maybe Anne or... Um, yeah, any hug. Laura Phillip? Laura Phillip, yep. Yeah. I think one of those two ladies will be, uh, be right up there too. And Sid, she looks super fit right now. Come She's on, training dude. really well. She's riding really well. Uh, so, I, I mean, I think she was sixth or seventh at St. George. Yeah, she was. And she we told her, well. we were training with her in St. George. We had, did a training camp there. I just went out to support. And I'm, and Hanson and I were like, Sid, top five, let's do it. And she was like, no, yeah, no, no, no. And she almost, she was so close, you know. It's like, well, all right. Now you know you can. You're right there. So I'd love to see her in the top five. Yeah, me too. I've, I've become, I want to get her on the show, actually. I'll, I'll wait till she's top five at Kona. No, I'm just kidding. But I do want to get her on the <laughs> show either way. Um, she's been such a star on the Any Question app, actually, just answering so many questions and just actually helping us build it, like, you know, giving us lots of feedback. So I really have got to know Sid very well. Um, what about the, you know, Americans? Um, you know, you have Sarah True. And uh, Chelsea Sedaro, the mums. Um, yep. And then you have someone like Heather Jackson. Heather Jackson. And um, who else? We've got a couple more there. But, but who do you think? Can, can they 
Can one of them surprise us? Uh, I mean, the way Chelsea's been running her last couple of races, she she might just have herself in the mix. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I have Heather Jackson, uh, she looks really fit right now. Hmm. And I believe this might be her last Kona. Mm-hmm. So she might try to go out in a bang as well. So yeah. Big, big result. Uh, it's it's going to be fun to watch. I just... I, I'm happy to watch it from home, to be honest. I don't need to, to be there in person. It's the longest day in the world sitting on the sidelines watching the race. The only reason you go out Spending to Kona... It's so hard on that race. It's so hot. Oh, oh it's hot. And there's... Yeah. It's, I, I, people are like, going out to watch. I'm like, I would go out for the Monday to Friday. Well, now that they've got the women's race Thursday. Monday to Wednesday, just to hang out with everybody and then fly home and watch the races on, you know... <laughs> That's Facebook, probably the way to do Facebook it. Facebook Live. <laughs> I'm like... It's too long a day. I mean, I love the sport. Don't get me wrong. Huge. I overlook. I overlook Sky. Sky Munch. Oh, of course. I mean, Sky Munch is. She's, she's had she's an outstanding top, top last twelve months. Yeah, I think yeah. she was what fourth in St. George. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know how she does in the heat, but if if she can race like she has been racing in the heat, she'll be. It's it's the heat and the the false flats. <laughs> it's like it's never it's never flat, and it's like you're going slightly up or slightly down all the time. Yeah. Unless, unless on the run along Elihi, you get moments of flat. But honestly, the whole race is undulating. And then, what is it? Six thousand feet of climbing on the bike. Yeah, it's around six thousand feet, which is it's deceptive. You don't yeah. you don't realize you're climbing that much. Yeah, you're just grinding away. Yeah, and you have to be smart with your power. I mean, yeah. you know the the way you put your power out and how your consistency over that 180 K is, is how you win that race. I can't wait to watch you do that. It's like, I, um, actually we should swap power profiles from when I did it to show you what not to do. (laughs) 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 Oh dear. So mate, how would you like the race to unfold? You know, is there a dynamic that you'd be most excited about? I know you're prepared for anything, but is there a race scenario that you'd be most excited about? Uh, yeah, definitely. It's, uh, I mean, there's a lot of young guys that I haven't raced before that, you know, all performed really well in St. George earlier in the year and they're great swim bikers. So, mm-hmm. you know, in my ideal world, I'm in that, I'm in a swim breakaway with those guys uh, and the Norwegians are behind us and we put a few extra minutes into them on the bike because we're going to need it on the run. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's interesting, you know, a lot's been talked about with Norwegians and rightly so. I mean, both Christian Blumenfeld and Gustav Eden have had a remarkable last couple of years, um, you know, both from Olympic distance and then stepping up. And when they stepped up, they both basically <laughs> broke world records and went crazy at the Ironman distance and have really not put a foot wrong. That's true. But it's like I said to Patrick Langer when I had him on the episode the other week, it's like Patrick Langer, yourself, Sebastian Kinley, Ben Hoffman, Matt mm-hmm. Hansen, pe- people that Lionel Sanders even, there's, there's an old guard here that know what this Ironman racing is about in the big island. And I don't think we should be so quick to write them off and just say Norwegians. Um, so I'm excited about watching what, what potentially can happen. Uh, yeah, and actually, uh, Greg, I saw uh, Mark Allen, you know, six-time Ironman World Champion legend. Uh, he yeah. was in Santa Cruz, and we were chatting after the race. And, you know, one of the things I mentioned to him was, hey, you know, everybody's worried about, oh, I can't beat the Norwegians. Well, in Kona, sometimes you don't have to worry about beating somebody they have to worry. They have to worry about the island beating them. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And the island's a formidable 
it can be a, it can be your best ally or it can be your worst enemy. Mm. And, uh, it's formidable either way. <laughs> yeah. What, what is that? What is that? I mean, let's dissect that a little bit because I've always been curious, you know, we say the island, Madame Pele, what is it? Help me out. Oh man, this is a, uh, this is a bottle of wine discussion now. <laughs> like we, this is like, all right, let's settle in. Probably two bottles. Let's, <laughs> let's get deeper. <laughs> Yeah, hopefully your bottles of wine, not mine. Right. Yeah, so much better. <laughs> no, there, I mean, there's an energy out there. Yeah. Um, no, whether you want to call it spiritual or historical, from there's struggle too on that island, right? And uh, I think it just all comes together in in, in the elements of, mm. of what make up that race. Mm. Do you think uh, any? What's your guess on the weather? What are we going to have this time around? Uh, I think it's going to be hot. <laughs> it's going to be hot, but are we going to get the winds? I mean, uh, yeah, the winds have been crazy. Like Matt was just running. Um, he was running race simulations on one of his programs or whatever. And, you know, right now the predicted times are eight, 10 minutes faster than they were last week with the winds. So we'll see how the winds go. And that can totally change. Yeah. The, the whole race. Yeah, where the winds are winds are blowing, and you know, I just thought of two, Greg. I my two, you know my two allies from 2019. Neither of them are gonna are gonna be in Kona, so it's 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 gonna be a lot different. You know, Jan Frodeno and uh, defending champion, and and Allie Brownlee, two time gold medalist. Um, mm. You know, both are unfortunately injured, so uh, it's a whole new race. It is a new race. So who are you going to have as your allies here? I mean, it's look. There's. I feel like we do this every time Kona comes around. They talk about the Uber bikers and how, you know, mm-hmm. they, they're going to do this and this and this. And you know, 2019 was a special year to some degree because it really was the first time that we saw a small swim group go and then bike away and stay away. Now, yeah. the two allies you talk about. <laughs> that helped that bike group stay away and, and you did a lion's share of the work. So, but they're both, I think you said, you know, there's three Olympic gold medals between the three of us and I don't have any of them. And, <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> I mean, they are powerhouse guys that, that were, were good to have. I mean, you know, and uh, strategically, you know, uh, smart, savvy guys, like race savvy guys. Yeah. Yeah. But how of the three of us, how is the guy with the heart attack? The only one, uh, going right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah hey come on yeah what's wrong with those two man their legs falling off what's happened get out of there oh man <laughs> that's true we do wish them all the best because i'm, I'm big you know yeah. they, they really are awesome guys but and they will be and missed. Not, yeah and, and having yon i would i would i've had my best races when yon's been there so i think racing the best brings out the best in you and you know obviously with some similar skill sets he's always been you know uh an ally so i yeah he'll he'll be missed you've also had good you know sebastian kinlay's been always there thereabouts with you yep. um, Braden curry you guys have had Braden some- curry, i think he'll be important this year he yeah, was uh, yeah. you know on the podium at, at st george and um we just got to make sure that you know the younger guys you can tend to do get a little silly on the bike and you can tend to make some bad decisions early yeah, yeah. And not work together. So if everybody can kind of get in a nice flow, uh, good, consistent power, it could, you know, and hopefully I'm in that some group, you know, there's no guarantees. Um, mm. But yeah, if, if that's the case, uh, it could it could be, uh, you know, a powerful, 
part of the uh, the race day. Mate, it's exciting. I mean, just at the end of the day, like you said earlier, it's just so exciting to be have the opportunity to be even having this conversation and, and seeing yourself in the race and where it's going to be. And uh, I'm excited to, I'm excited for you and your team and everybody else. Um, I had Patrick Langer on the other, the other day and, and his why was a pretty big why too. You know, he, he's going there with a, I don't know if you've listened to that episode, but it was quite a good one. And, um, I think your why is quite tremendous as well. And that's kind of why I wanted you and Patrick on board to discuss that because you both got, you're more, you're racing for more than just, Oh, it's Kona. It's like, uh, no, this is, I'm a survivor. I'm back. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's important. So have, have you allowed yourself the chance to see yourself winning it or do you kind of not visualize like that you just sort of focus on the process or how do you how do you prepare i i got away from that but honestly you know even this year and i should say even in this last training block i've kind of made myself think about it because you do have to believe and and Mm. you know julie said that to me on a training session the other day she said right now tio like you've or we have done everything we can to get you ready and and you are, you are ready. And so now it's just up to you to believe that you can do it. Mm. And I think that's uh, going to be a tremendously important part of, of this whole uh, movie ending. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You know, for me on the, um, on that sort of visualizing and the believing thing, when I got better and better at it, I started, I could see myself winning and this might be quite a while before. And because I could see myself basically at the top of the staircase, I knew how to build the stairs to get there. You know, it's almost mm-hmm. like if you can actually see yourself winning, well, then that then affects your training that you're going to do to make it happen. You right. know, I do think there's some power there in, in sort of going, yeah, I really feel it. I can I can sense it. And I'm glad you're well, doing and, that. And, yeah, you make it something tangible, right? Mm. When you, you say, okay, I'm, like I can do this. And this is, like you said, these are the steps that will take to get there. Like, all right, we'll get to work, you know, like let's start checking those boxes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I love that. And, and in terms of your confidence, you know, I, I was thinking about it. I was like trying to think of what is a successful person. And I was thinking, and, and I'm going to contradict myself here, but I think you need to have both. One is you believe you should be the best and, and doing be better than anybody else in a particular area. And the other is you're empowered by a deeply sense of insecurity that you don't think you can do. Uh, do you know what I mean? It's almost like, I think if you have this insecurity that empowers you to go, no, screw that. I'm going to be better than that. But then you also have this mindset that I'm meant to be the world's best. And then you combine the focus with or without ketones, <laughs> and, yeah. and then you become a successful person. It's like if you can combine those three, then I feel like okay, now you've got the magic ingredients to make it happen. Do, does that resonate with you? What I just said, like having those kind of different pieces. Absolutely. I just think it's important to remember that it's not a guarantee, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and uh, that's where I've you know, I'm sure like many others, I've gotten into trouble where you know, you set yourself up like that and you're like, all right, yeah, it's basically like a done, done deal, right? I'm good. I just got to show up. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good now. Move out of my way, guys. That's mine. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Gimme, gimme, gimme. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. And, and do, will you have certain, when you're in the race, will you have certain cues that you use, affirmations or anything like that? Like, you know, I've heard you sort of say, 
you know, avoid the spikes on the bike, you know, any, you know, try and keep it steady, try and keep flow. Are there words that you use to, you know, I mentioned earlier, but trust, trust mode is going to be something that I think pops into my head a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. and you know, I haven't had it etched in my, uh, race sunglasses. So (laughs) it'll be trust yourself, trust, trust in the process, trust Trust in the process, trust in your team. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I think that's, that's going to be, be super important. Well, mate. So, okay. You're heading off in the next couple of days. Um, the family will be with you in Kona. What's the plan there? They, yeah, they actually get there before me. So oh, nice. they'll be on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, we're really excited too. We get, we'll be uh, doing our, um, post-race Tim and Rennie show episode from the four seasons walleye. Oh, so you're always win or lose. Things. We're going to celebrate this journey. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I wish we were joining you. Any chance you could get a plane out for us? I mean, I don't know how the sport pays now. It's been a few years for me. Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> Let me see what I can do. Yeah, Let me see what yeah. I can do. All right, mate. So you'll, you'll race Kona. Um, any plans to do any more racing at the end of the year or you'll just see how your Kona goes? Uh, I, I do want to do a 70.3. Um, it looks like Cabo or Melbourne would be the two options in November. Oh. Just because I've done all this training and it's like, well, why not? get out and have fun and race. But we are planning to go to Australia too, at the end of the year, which it's been almost three years since we've been out there to see Rennie's family, I know, we which been is out crazy too. We need to get going. Yeah. I mean, Finn wasn't even a thought when we last saw them and now he's almost two years old. Right. I so I know we just got my mom to crazy. come over here. I haven't seen her for many years. So that was nice, but it's so yeah. When you say Melbourne, you're saying Melbourne, Australia or Melbourne. Yeah. Yeah. Melbourne, Australia, yeah. Oh, okay. Awesome. But you won't do another Ironman? You know how sometimes people want to tick a thing? I have never done a late season Ironman well. Uh, <laughs> I just feel like this isn't going to be the year that no. I do that. <laughs> no, no. no more. No more. Well, mate. I mean, the energy I put into to trying to race the world championship to the best of my ability is uh, its just so much that it's hard for me to physically I'm, I'm, I'm great. I'm in fine enough shape to do really well, but it's, it's hard for me to get my head around yeah. where I need to be to perform again. No, no, you don't race. need to. It's like, just keep your eye on the prize, right? Just stay Absolutely, focused. Right? Yeah. Try to do one thing well. And then, <laughs> yeah, everything else will look after itself. Well, mate, yeah. you know, I love these conversations. It's like, <laughs> I wrote you the other day and said, I just want to catch up. And it's like, man, why as we hit the record button? <laughs> <laughs> so it's a little bit of an interview, a little bit just of the two of us catching up. I hope everybody was good with that. But mate, I really do appreciate you coming on, especially within within the two weeks from racing, 12 days. Yeah, they were in the window now, right? Yeah, we're in that little window and, and to chat with me. We didn't talk too much race stuff, so that's all right. And um, you sound like you're in a really good place, by the way. Like you just... Oh, thanks. Yeah. You just sound relaxed, confident, but not overconfident, like just right. You're in that state of flow yeah. that you said. It's like, yeah. That just, bal- yeah it's yeah. got to be balanced. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been on both sides that I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about the years that I was overconfident and how poorly it went. So <laughs> that was I the year I worked with you, remember? <laughs> yes. I was, I was helping you with your running. We're kind of kill this. <laughs> yeah, we got this. Every run, you're like, yes. And then your running was going great, but we forgot about your bike. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing how that works. (laughs) (laughs) All right, buddy. Great to catch up. Say hi to Rune and the family when you get back to seeing them again. Um, And really appreciate you, buddy. All right. Thanks, Greg. Hopefully I'll see you soon. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. You can find all the show notes and timestamps and everything else at bennettendurance.com forward slash media. 
Thanks a lot for listening. If you've enjoyed the show, your support would truly be appreciated. You can visit the Patreon page or you can subscribe with your podcast app of choice. Don't miss the next episode, so subscribe and be notified. For show notes, if you want to know more, please visit bennettendurance.com. I'm Phil Liggett, and on behalf of Greg Bennett, here's to the next time, and I hope you will join Greg again very soon.